All right, welcome back to the String Bean Podcast. My name is Kyle Gibbs. I am a 19-year-old second year at UC San Diego. I'm on the track team, and I like music and a bunch of other stuff. Um, This is Season 2, Episode 4. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is not your first time, welcome back. Glad to have all of you guys here. Thank you for listening as always. Um, This episode I'm going to be talking about uh, my faith as a Christian. And I think I'm going to keep this one relatively short because it is almost midnight on Sunday night and I have school and stuff tomorrow. And I forgot to record this earlier in the day. So, um, yeah, this is the first time I'm dedicating an episode to my faith as a Christian, but I have mentioned it before in a few episodes, so it shouldn't come as a surprise. But, yeah, um, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. I think right now, just to stay kind of relevant with my own life. I've been reading through the Gospels, which for those of you that don't know, is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the Bible. Um, I'm in the beginning, middle-ish of Mark right now, so I read all of Matthew um, over the last couple of weeks. And yeah, so for those of you that don't know, that is basically the story of Jesus's life um, and the miracles he did, the parables he taught, and um, ultimately his death and resurrection. Um, So yeah, it's a really, really cool story. And the reason there's four books is because they're all written from different people's perspective, but they're all telling the same story. So you can kind of get a pretty well-rounded view of what Jesus was about from different people's perspectives. And I think that's a really cool thing. And whenever authors kind of do that with their own books, whether that's because they like run out of content or they just kind of want to go more into depth about whatever story they're telling or whatever characters they're doing the point of view from or about, I always think that's super cool. Um, Like the first thing that comes to my mind off the top of my head is in Naruto, which if you haven't watched, I get that it's a grind, but it's definitely worth it. It's a very good show for, I think, everyone who would ever watch it. But um, a lot of the episodes are filler episodes from different characters' points of view, or like it's their backstory or whatever. And a lot of it kind of meshes in with the overarching story as a whole, and I think that's really cool. Um, And that's kind of how the Gospels are written, like the four of them all telling the same story, but different authors are writing them. Um, But yeah, it's really cool. And if you've ever like decided you wanted to pick up the Bible and read, your first instinct is just to flip to Genesis and start reading through the Old Testament. And that's good. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Lots of cool stories, lots of really, really useful information, whether you're a Christian or not, 
there's a lot of wisdom in there, but it can get really boring in some parts and a bit outdated because it's from thousands of years ago. But the New Testament is just basically a story, basically a love letter, um, if you want to look at it like that. And I think it's something that a lot of people, that everyone can get a lot from just by reading it, let alone contemplating it, let alone taking it seriously as an as a historical account, not just a story, let alone believing in it and praying about it and meditating on it. Um, so yeah, right now I am in, like I said, the beginning or middle-ish of Mark. And um, I'm digging it. Like I've, I don't think I've ever actually read through the Gospels, like on my own. Like in church and in youth group and stuff, you always get little verses here and there, usually from at least one or two from one of the Gospels at some point. But I had never really sat down and dedicated time <clears throat> to really reading them by myself. Um, and... I think that's kind of common with a lot of people who consider themselves Christians, but I mean, if you don't read the story yourself and you don't kind of gain that insight firsthand, I feel like you're really missing a lot, um, especially having read through a little bit over a quarter of it. Um, for example, just to kind of expose myself, I knew that Judas betrayed Jesus, but I didn't realize that he hung himself after. I didn't know he killed himself. I just, I'd never even thought of it, um, and I'd never heard that. So that was just new information to me, reading it for the first time, and I was like, whoa, that, that's kind of gnarly. Like, the way that the Bible is written it can be kind of monotone, at least like in my own head when I'm reading it. It can be really just like sentence, 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 sentence. Oh, there's an exclamation point there. But like, I don't know, a lot of the time, I guess that's just with me reading in general. I don't really, I don't really read it how I think it's supposed to be read, like in terms of the expressions of the characters where like watching a movie that's kind of you know you can't you don't really have a choice there because they're expressing that so kind of just scanning through or just reading and not really getting the significance of the emotion of the moment and then just seeing and then he like he hanged himself that's such a like side note really quick hanged being the proper version of the past tense of hang has messed with me since I first heard that like years ago and I hate saying it but it's correct so I'm going to um but yeah just kind of reading through the story like yeah whatever Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 silver whatever what, what coins at, um whatever the currency was 30 silver things I forget what it's called which is basically like 
$20. So that was a whole thing in itself that was like, all right, come on, dude, really? And then, you know, Jesus died. And then Judas was like, oh, dang. Okay, now I'm upset and I don't deserve to be here. And hanged himself. And reading that in like two sentences was just such a shock to the system in my head that I had to like pause and think about that and reread it over and over again to really contemplate the emotions and the feelings that he must have been having in that context to go from like, yeah, I'll take your 20 bucks and feeling like no remorse about that. And then like two sentences later, goes and kills himself. So, yeah, I feel like the Bible is full of those little nuances where it can kind of really shift the atmosphere of at least a character's perspective, like, very quickly. So, you kind of have to sit there and contemplate it if you really want to get everything out. Like, if you're just looking for a good story, obviously, like, if you've never read the Bible before and then you just heard, like, betrayal for $20 and then suicide and crucifixion and all of that, like, it's very exciting. Like, at the very least, it's a really good story, but it's also, like, a historical account. And I'm not going to, like, go into the specifics of, like, what makes it history and not fiction because you can kind of do that on your own maybe i'll go into that in a later episode when i'm like well equipped with that information directly off the top of my head but at the very least i encourage you to like read the gospels because it's a good story but there's also like a lot to be learned from there and jesus is the only perfect person so imitating him is like the best thing you can do in terms of living your own life. So it's a good story. You can get a lot out of it. And it's, you know, very widely available. So I'm not trying to like argue for you to read the Bible. But I do suggest that you do that because you can get a lot from it. And it's really fun, actually, especially if you're like into cool stories and you like to read. It's awesome. Oh, there's my water bottle. Um, yeah, so Judas is an interesting character, interesting story. I think what I might do going forward with these episodes about my faith, I'll talk about like my own specific experiences but I think it would also be really cool to kind of do a little bit of a book club on the Bible or the New Testament specifically, and then kind of branch into the Old Testament here and there and, you know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, give me some feedback with what you guys would kind of want to hear from these, because it is a really important part of my life, and I'd like to include it in my episodes, because, you know, at the very least, I feel like there's a lot to be learned from. Whether you actually believe in it or not, you should. But that's a different thing. 
whether you do or not, I think everyone can gain something from it. Um, so I am going to keep these episodes going. So just kind of let me know what you would prefer the uh, format, I guess, or the topics to be about, because I am kind of going into this blind and unscripted. So my plan as of this second that I'm just thinking about off the top of my head is talking about my experiences growing up and with youth group and, you know, all those cool little God moments or whatever. Um, and then also, like I was saying, like a book club kind of analysis type of thing. Um, I'll have to think about it more, about how I want to format it, but suggestions are always welcome. Oh, so that being said, I think my favorite book of the Bible is probably Proverbs because it's just packed with such good, useful information and wisdom. And it's honestly really fun to read. It's one of those ones that you can just kind of pick up and read out of context and still gain so much information and wisdom from that like you don't really have to sit there and ponder and completely pick apart word by word what it's trying to say because most of it is straightforward and very applicable to everyone's lives. So that's a good one to start with. Um, Philippians is really short. That's like the typical athlete Philippians 4.13 in their bio. Um, that's like, I think, a page or two. So that's a good one to start with. Um, honestly, the first couple of books of Genesis is really interesting. Genesis and Exodus specifically um, are really nice to read, really good information that is referenced a lot in a lot of like pop culture and I think just kind of general knowledge to have. So those are good. Um, but honestly, you could just kind of flip open to any random page and read something and get something from it. And it won't be like flipping open some organic chemistry textbook and not understanding anything it says because it's just stories about people. And that's really cool. But when you kind of understand the characters and the context, you can really get even more from it. Because then you know like the reasoning why people are doing certain things and what the significance of it is. Um, and then kind of going into the theology of it and stuff like that and the legitimacy of the Bible, fulfilling prophecies and why that's, you know, kind of proof for it. I think is really, really interesting stuff also, but that that's really deep, um, especially if you're brand new. But yeah, um, I'm not really sure what else I want to talk about on this episode. I guess I'll just kind of go to where I'm at and maybe, maybe read a verse or something.
Hmm. Trying to figure out where I left off, sorry. Oh, okay. So I'm in, in Mark 8, which is the story of him feeding 4,000 people with, what is it, like seven loaves of bread. And they he just keeps breaking them and they keep, you know. It's seven loaves of bread and a few small fish and 7,000 people ate and were satisfied. Um, so I'm just going to kind of talk about that for a little bit because I always have these like vivid ideas of what it would have been like to be there. Like at least in my, my head, like a vivid picture, I guess, of them all on this like grassy hill under a tree with like bread and fish in 4,000 people. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of people. <laughs> um, that's pretty much my entire high school. That's, yeah. So just imagining my entire high school in one place and then seven loaves of bread and let's say three or four small fish and then everyone just kind of going up one by one. And by the time the last person got food, there was still extra. Like, I like to believe that story is literal and Jesus was just like super cool like that and could do things like that. But even if it's not, that's such an interesting thing to think about. At least in the, in the terms of like, why would it be written in a literal kind of, like in literal language? If it wasn't literal, and what could that actually mean? Or not actually mean, but like what else could that mean? What implications could that have? What context could that be applied to? Because imagine you're just like the last person in that 4,000 person long line and you hear that there's seven loaves of bread and like three fish. <laughs> like, why would you stay in the line? But assuming you do, and then you get there, and there's just like mountains of food left over, you'd be so confused. But like, because it was Jesus, you'd be like, well, I guess that makes sense because it's him and he can do those things. But what thoughts would be going through your head like the entire time you're in line? You're like, are people still getting food after the first like 10 people? You'd be like, no way people are like still getting food. What, they cut it up into like a billion pieces, 4,000 pieces? And then you get there and it's just, just like leftover food and people were like satisfied completely with how much they ate. So like, think of the, the surprise that you would be like struck, stricken, struck with, 
struck by, full of, full of surprise, that would be, you can't even imagine that. And then imagine you're Jesus and you're like, well, there's 4,000 people and all of them and us need to eat and we still need food for like our long journeys. That's another thing. Like if you're into adventure books and like cool stories like that, most of the Bible people are on the move going somewhere else and you're just kind of following along their journey. Like the Hobbit, if you're into Lord of the Rings or anything, the Hobbit is just like this long book. It's not that long, but it's like this like lengthy book of this journey. And one of the more enjoyable aspects of reading and or listening to the audiobook of that is just like imagining what the different places look like in the different characters and the different places and all of that stuff. And I feel like I kind of get the same feeling uh, when I'm reading the Bible and people are just going on these like insane treks and then you look up what the places are because it all happened on earth and you can actually kind of map out where they would have been in modern day had they been doing that and it just it puts things into such a new perspective anyway but yeah jesus is looking at these forty thousand or four thousand people with these seven loaves of bread and few small fish and he's like yeah we got this we can make everyone eat and be satisfied and still have enough food for ourselves <laughs> and his apostles were like uh, uh what and he's like oh yeah no just have faith you know it'll be fine but it wasn't just like oh it'll be fine because he was ignoring the fact that it shouldn't have been fine but he was like, it'll be fine because I'm saying it's fine. And then it was. And it was like more than fine. Like I, I, whenever I read the Gospels and read like what Jesus was saying, I try to imagine myself having those thoughts that he must have been having. Like looking at the situations that he was in and then the way that he responded to that kind of concluding where his brain went first and trying to imagine myself doing that, such as looking at 4,000 people and 10 pieces of food and saying, yeah, that's more than enough. We'll have extra. Like no one, no one would do that at all. Like even the, the people were like, we got to tell them to leave. And he's like, no, 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 just start breaking the bread. And it was fine. Like, what, what thought process do you have to have? And that's like, he's a real dude that existed and exists. He's like a historical person, like a real guy that was here doing that. Oh, man. Some stuff is so crazy. Seven loaves of bread and a few small fish. Oh, that has a nice cadence to it. That little, that little saying, that little phrase. 
seven loaves of bread and a few small fish. That could be a lyric in a song. Maybe I'll start working on that. Um, oh, but yeah. I'm, I forgot to mention at the beginning of this episode, sorry if you hear like background noise. Again, I don't live alone. And uh, my building is populated with 36 other people. So pretty much every episode, there's bumps and whatever here and there. Um, I can't really control that. I try to record at night when most people are like not doing stuff and asleep and all that. But, um, you know, with 36 people and myself in one building with pretty thin walls, there's, there's always someone is going to be awake probably. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can kind of tell that I'm not, I wasn't really sure where this episode was going, but I hope you got something from it. I hope you enjoyed it at least. Um, yeah, I always like talking about this stuff because, again, at the very, very least, it's a cool story and it's a cool thing to read, but beyond that being someone who actually like believes in it and applies it to my life or at least tries to apply it to my life there's so much that i feel like i get from it and growing up and everything um i'll probably tell that that little tale of my growing up life with religion and stuff like that because it hasn't been very straightforward um but yeah, I I think that it has been the most influential resource, I guess is a word I could use there, for developing into who I am and shaping how I think and how I feel about things and how I go about pretty much every situation, consciously and subconsciously. Um, and I think that just about everyone can do the same kind of thing again whether you're Christian or not there's a lot of really good stuff in that book that you can apply to your life and it'll be better um, and I can only suggest that you do so <sighs> but yeah either way let me know what you think of the episode let me know where I should go with the faith themed episodes in the future but I think what I'm what I'm kind of getting is that this episode has been like relaxing because I'm tired and I think you can kind of hear that in my voice. But I feel like right now my voice sounds soothing. Um, so that's pretty cool. Because that's kind of what I get from reading the Bible is just solace. And whenever I'm stressed and confused and need help and don't really know how to ask for help that's always the first thing I turn to or I try to make it always the first thing I turn to and it always helps every single time so yeah give it a shot if you haven't and if you have heck yeah man let's talk about it um but yeah, 
the biggest thing I think the Bible is trying to tell you is love people and be nice to people. There's a lot more than that, but that's something that I think a lot of people who call themselves Christians don't really realize or at least don't really practice and there's a lot of toxicity in the uh, people who call themselves Christian community, whether they're real Christians or not. Um, and the reason I say like real or not, because the Bible says you can tell um, kind of who someone is based on the fruits of their life, which is basically like their actions and what those actions produce. You can kind of tell who a person is. And a lot of people who claim to be Christians don't act like it. And those actions don't produce things, feelings, thoughts that align with the Bible. Um, but yeah, I think that's a big thing that people who call themselves Christians don't always remember in the front of their head is we're called to love. So I know that's something that I'm always working on because it's not always human nature to be forgiving and patient and kind. So that's something that everyone can work on. And I think that a lot of people are turned off to the idea of Christianity and reading the Bible because of those toxicity, because of that toxicity that kind of fills the world right now. But, you know, I always tell people, whether relating to, you know, the Bible or really any other source of information, is don't listen to what other people are saying. Read the source yourself and try to articulate, or not articulate, try to kind of pick apart and analyze what it's saying so you can make your own informed opinion and decision on it. And that's what all of my professors are saying about like reading research papers and stuff like that. Like don't read the abstract, don't listen to what people are saying, hear it, listen to it in that sense, but don't listen to it in the sense of that's now what you think. Acknowledge that they think something and then go to the data itself on your own, you know, read the Bible itself on your own and then make your opinion on it because ultimately what people say isn't perfect it's flawed and biased and you know applicable to that person but it's an objective source read it objectively and decide on your own and that goes for everything like i was saying research papers the bible music um, movies, whatever. Don't just listen to the hype. Don't listen to everyone else. Make your own opinions on it. And I feel like that kind of leads into my story with my faith. Um, and I'm going to save that for the next faith-centered episode, which will be in about a month. Um, but yeah. 
Again, I apologize for not really having much of a direction in this one, but at least I know what the next episode is going to be about, um, or the next Faith episode is going to be about. The very next episode, I am getting one of my TAs from one of my classes on, and we are talking about some cool stuff surrounding people and society and um, I think a little bit of like self-help and mental health and all that kind of stuff. I think that one's going to be really fun. It's going to be the first time I have a guest on in season two. And further, it's going to be the first time I have a guest who is an expert in their field on my podcast ever. So I'm really excited about that. Um, So stay tuned for next week's episode. Stay tuned for the rest of the podcast, the rest of season two at least, because I think we got some really good stuff coming. Um, Thank you for listening. I really appreciate that. And again, I'm always welcome, or I'm always willing to listen to feedback and criticism. Um, Just try to make it constructive and in a way that I can make this podcast better. And I think I've gotten really, really good reception and, um, I guess, participation from the crowd in that sense. So thank you guys again. Um, And last thing, I have some my eyes on some new equipment that I'm going to be trying to get. And it is pretty expensive, but it will really make not only the podcast quality go up, but also the music I'm recording. Um, I'm hoping to get either a single, an EP, or maybe even an album out by the end of the month, which is, I know, like a big goal, but based on how things have been going, I recognize that it's possible. I have like two songs that I could put out right now, how they are, and it would be passable. But um, again, I think that equipment that I'm looking at can really help with everything. So If you do feel like supporting the podcast, um, I'm just going to plug my Venmo. It's Kyle Gibbs one. Um, so my name with the number one at the end of it, uh, I would really appreciate any sort of support in that way. Um, but yeah, you know, thank you either way for listening. I really appreciate that. And if this was your first episode, Hopefully you enjoyed it enough to come back for the next one. Um, Yeah, have a good day, night, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is that you're listening to it. And I will see you guys next time.